Hello, music teacher friends, and welcome to episode number 35 of the Beyond Measure podcast. <laughs> Christina Whitlock here. Oh, so happy to hold space in your life as your anytime piano teacher friend. <laughs> Today, we are actually celebrating the fact that oftentimes in life, the thought of doing things is far worse than actually doing the thing. Yep, I will say it again that oftentimes the thought of doing things is far worse than actually doing the things. So there are many examples of this I have witnessed in my own life. (laughs) For instance, Each time one of my daughters was born, the thought of going back to teaching felt like 100% absolutely impossible. (laughs) I would have these huge fits of tears daily for at least a week leading up to my return to teaching, both times. (laughs) And of course, hormones don't help in those situations either. And neither did the fact that I returned after only three weeks home with baby number one, (laughs) though live and learn, I did take 10 weeks off with number two. But suffice to say, on both occasions, I definitely thought that my world was going to come crashing down when I returned to work, despite the fact that I absolutely loved my students, of course. (laughs) And yet, I did, of course, return to teaching. The world did keep on spinning. And even despite a few crazy, cranky moments, (laughs) I absolutely loved being back to work on both occasions. And the transition actually felt nearly seamless. (laughs) But the anticipation of doing so, (laughs) yikes, so hard. I will give you a much less emotional example, (laughs) coupled with a confession. (laughs) I grew up in what I will call a messy car family. (laughs) Maybe you know what I mean. And I became a messy car teenage driver. (laughs) And when I was in college for both of my degrees, my car was this you know, combo of like a locker slash office, like constantly loaded up with music scores and teaching supplies and mail and wardrobe changes, textbooks, you name it. (laughs) It wasn't really trash. I threw all of that away just fine. But I definitely allowed my vehicles to become sort of a commuter dumping ground. (laughs) Well, to each their own, right? No big deal. Except I met and married a clean car guy. (laughs) And I mean like a really clean car guy. And it totally bears noting that this clean car guy is also like super amazing. And he would never like demand that I start being a clean car girl. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, when you're married and something matters to your spouse, you like try to accommodate it if you can, right? So I decided I had to clean up my act. 
quite literally. And I did pretty well, but of course, then came kids, and anyone who spends any amount of time driving kids around knows that that's a whole different ball game of vehicle upkeep. <laughs> They're just always hauling around little like knick-knacky things, and those end up stuck in the seats and rolling around and landing who knows where. <laughs> but anyway, my very kind husband was very patient with me, but I, of course, always knew that messy cars were a source of stress for him. <laughs> so a few years ago, we purchased like my very favorite possession on this earth, which is my Honda Odyssey minivan. Uh, by the way, I never dreamed a minivan would make me so happy, but friends, I just, I love my van. <laughs> anyway, before we pulled the trigger on that purchase, I told my husband that I was worried about keeping it clean to his level of satisfaction. I was like, I do not want this to cause friction in our marriage. <laughs> to which he replied, honey, it's easy. When you come home from somewhere, you just bring anything that's in the van out of the van every time. If you do it every time, you don't end up with a mess. Well, I rolled my eyes at him and I told him he made it sound so easy, even though it wasn't really so, you know, I mean, he didn't know what it was really like, did he? <laughs> I was convinced that was never going to be enough. But guess what, friends? <laughs> it actually is that easy. <laughs> there are certainly exceptions from time to time. But seriously, it really is that simple, especially now that our girls are a little older and can be held accountable to haul all of their junk back inside with them. <laughs> now, if you are a messy car person, don't come at me <laughs> because that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Worrying about how to keep my van tidy was causing me a legitimate amount of nervousness. I just didn't trust myself to be able to do it. And yet, almost three years later, I've actually done a pretty good job. <laughs> Every single mom friend who sees the inside of my vehicle always asks me how I keep my van so clean. Every single time, without fail. And by the way, I will confess, that feels pretty good. <laughs> Side note, I could not care less if your vehicle is messy. It does not make you any less of a human being, and it doesn't have to matter to you. <laughs> this is just an example of something that I thought was going to be so hard, yet it was not actually a big deal at all. Let's shift gears like back to our studio teaching lives, right? So what was the last thing that you thought was going to be really hard in your teacher life? Was it like having a difficult conversation with a studio parent, pulling off a virtual recital? Maybe it was moving locations, you know, all of those things and plenty more can be legitimately hard, but maybe just maybe, they weren't quite as difficult as you'd originally feared. The point of today's episode really is simple. The things we fear doing are not always as hard as we think they're going to be. 
(laughs) Maybe this begs the contrasting point that sometimes the really hard things in life are those we never see coming, but we're not going there today. (laughs) I guess this is really on my mind today because a new academic year is approaching and many of you are considering policy changes and tuition raises and overall changes to your future financial planning. Perhaps you're considering launching some new programs or adding or dropping additional income streams, altering your teaching hours, or any myriad of revisions to your current lifestyle. And I get it because change is scary. (laughs) We all know that. (laughs) Yet, this is the time for a reminder just to keep your eye on the prize, my friends. (laughs) And I do think it helps to remember, as we have experienced time and time again, so often the thought of doing something is so much worse than actually doing the thing. (laughs) Yes, a recurring theme for today. Let's just think for a moment about policy changes. Um, I'm always thinking about the fact that several years ago, I made the change to flat monthly payment tuition, which, I mean, that opposed to monthly payments that were based on the number of lessons in that month. And as I mentioned way back in episode number six, that was a policy change that I had fought internally for years. (laughs) I kept hearing teachers praise the wonders of a flat tuition system, but I hunkered down and I was determined that I was better off in my own system. (laughs) But I was really wrong, like so wrong, because we are all happier, myself and my studio families, on a tuition calendar. So you know me, I don't like absolutes in teaching, so I would never tell you that flat tuition systems are best for every studio, (laughs) but I do think they're a really solid solution for many of us. (laughs) But just like this isn't an episode about the merits of keeping a clean vehicle, this is also not an episode about flat tuition. (laughs) It is an episode about change and remembering that the thought of making change is often worse than actually making the change. (laughs) Are you tired of hearing me say that yet? Sorry, not sorry, my friends. (laughs) So let's go back to my tuition change. For me, this shift came as I also wanted, no, as I needed to make the change to a no makeup policy. To be clear, I will always claim moving to flat tuition and a no makeup policy as the two best policy changes that I have ever made. (laughs) They are both key aspects of my professional life that allow me to maintain my pleasant disposition. (laughs) So gearing up, (laughs) whatever year it was I made that change, I knew there were going to be a handful of studio families who weren't going to be particularly happy with one change or the other. I combined a tuition raise with the move to flat tuition and also instituted that no makeup policy, which were three pretty hefty shifts in a new direction, right? (laughs) It should be noted that 
any time you change a policy, you have to be prepared for the fact that some families might decide it doesn't work for them. It's really easy to take that personally, but I am begging you not to. (laughs) Just like we get to decide what and how we charge, our families are completely free to decide if they want to agree to that system or not. It's very wise to plan for at least some attrition when you make any kind of alteration to your policies. In my case, I made these fairly significant changes, and yes, I had to take a pretty big gulp as I hit send on that email, (laughs) and everyone stayed. (laughs) It wasn't completely seamless. I had a few families who really struggled with the whole no makeup thing, but again, it's an eye on the prize kind of moment. (laughs) From the family's perspective, asking for makeups is a really hard habit to break, but eventually the requests will fade. And as you continue to build the culture with new students that enter your studio who have never had the luxury of asking for makeups, your life gets infinitely better year after year. (laughs) Now, again, this is not an episode about moving to a no makeup policy. It's about change. And how, yes, you can say it with me, the thought of making change is often worse than actually making the change. (laughs) And even if the transition proves to be difficult, your future self will be thankful that you changed course when you did. So if you have been pondering change in your teaching situation... I hope this episode has served as a positive omen to just go make it happen, my friend. (laughs) Let's give a toast today to change. (laughs) Music teacher, friends of the world, today I hope I have empowered you to embrace changes you need to make for your own well-being. Keep reminding yourself that so often the thought of change is so much harder than the change itself. Keep your eye on the prize as you contemplate how much better life is going to be once you have weathered this transition. And by the way, if you are content with life right now as it is, Give yourself a hearty pat on the back for setting yourself up for success years ago. (laughs) That deserves celebration as well. (laughs) Cheers to you, my music teacher friends. Here, here. Thank you for listening to episode 35, my friends. (laughs) I hope you found something affirming here, or at least laughed at my messy car confessions. (laughs) As always, sharing the podcast with your friends is the ultimate compliment. (laughs) And be sure to hang out with me at Beyond Measure Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 
you all are so good to me and have proven to be like the very best audience. (laughs) It was sometime around this time last year that I decided that I really needed to make an effort to make this podcast happen because it just wouldn't leave my brain. And sometimes I just have to pinch myself when I read reviews like this one from Valerie on Apple Podcasts. She says, and I quote, (laughs) in every single episode, I've had something in teaching reframed in a positive way. I've felt relief that I am not alone and crazy in experiencing issues with the topic of the day. I've been motivated to rethink some teaching and mindset approaches, and I've smiled multiple times because Christina's laugh is contagious. (laughs) Great, great find of a podcast. Oh, do I have the best followers or what? (laughs) I will leave it there for today, but please keep the positive reviews coming, my friends. They make my day. (laughs) Until next week, let's work hard rest well. Amen. And just be nice. (laughs) Make it a good one, my friends.